0: Working for the weekend? That sounds suspiciously like effort. This is the Veteran Wargamer. This is the Veteran Wargamer. I'm your host, Jay Arnold. Welcome to Episode 9. In this episode, I talk with my brother Chris Arnold about hosting your own game weekend The Veteran War Gamer is brought to you by King's Hobbies and Games, dealer of premium modeling and painting supplies for the discerning gamer. Check out the latest Kickstarter from King's Hobbies and Games, FUBAR Reloaded, available on Kickstarter. It's a series of World War II figures uh, for the Normandy campaign, uh, U.S. Army Rangers, U.S. Paratroopers, uh, inspired by a particular movie that I'm sure you've seen now what's really cool about what Tim at King's Hives and Games is doing is not only is he using 3D printing technology but he's also hiring sculptors to sculpt greens in traditional traditional fashion and then make those into uh, metal miniatures as well so you get 3D printed miniatures mostly vehicles and buildings but you're also getting traditionally sculpted figures and uh, it's really exciting what Tim is able to do. Uh, I recommend you go check his page out. That's kingshobbiesandgames.com. Uh, check out the projects that are going that he's got going on. Check out his products. Like I've said before, I was his customer long before he was a sponsor of this show. Go check it out, kingshobbiesandgames.com. After this break, we'll be back with my brother Chris to talk about starting and running your own games weekend. <laughs> And we are back. Today I am joined by my brother, once again, Chris Arnold. Hey Jay, thanks for having me back. It's definitely a topic that we should both be discussing because the uh, well, we both run game weekends. Uh, yours is in January, mine is in July, and uh, it's just a, a natural to have you on uh, this one. So I guess we should go ahead and get right into it. A little backstory... Uh, my game weekend, which I've referred to in the past, which we call Jay's July Jamboree or J3, started out as an attempt for me to get some friends together to have a good time, and, and actually just started out as the the idea was just to have a an afternoon or a or an afternoon and an evening uh, playing some Ancients games at. winery that belongs to a friend of ours and I started putting my thinking cap on and things expanded and well why don't we instead of just doing the the one day why don't we do a weekend and maybe we could stay at the lodge and we'll have food on hand and we'll just have like an entire weekend of it and so that's that's how the J3 came about in 2011. That was the first one. Uh, That was pretty well... Pretty well attended. I think we had eight or nine of us there, and uh, in the preceding or in the subsequent years, we've had uh, as many as fourteen people. Mm -hmm. I think right. Yeah, and uh, basically it starts on Friday afternoon, uh, goes through Sunday afternoon, and it's it's almost always the weekend closest to my birthday in July. Right and three years ago now you decided to go ahead and have your own event called cj3 because that's christopher james that's your name of course january jamboree
1: and that is always on martin luther king birthday weekend right yeah it just works out best a lot of people have that monday off gives them some travel time some decompression time uh and it just it kind of just worked out really well um it started small uh, with just uh, about a half dozen of us getting together uh, that Saturday to uh, play some games in my apartment. And uh, the second year was the same. Had uh, I think we had about nine or ten in there. Mm, I don't we think started, we had that many. Uh, may, well, maybe eight. At most, eight. Yeah. But it, it was already getting... Fairly cramped, and uh, the wife said, uh, "Yeah, you can continue to do this, not in my apartment." <laughs> right. So I went, uh, and we we're kind of getting ahead about uh, you know finding the place, but went ahead and uh, started looking for some place, and found a uh, a local ho- a local hotel that had a nice conference room that uh, we were able to get. Right. It's for this year, and this year. It, it, it was it was amazing. It's if if all subsequent years for CJ three are as good as this one was, I'll be pleased as punch. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh
0: I think we should take a couple of minutes just to discuss. We might be going out of order here, but what the heck? It's my show. I'll do what I want. We should probably go ahead and discuss real quick uh, what happened this past CJ three because it was a it was a good weekend of gaming. I don't, i think we all had
1: everyone who attended all had a lot of fun anyway oh absolutely uh so uh friday evening uh we all gathered here at a uh local game store in springfield they're primarily uh board games magic the gathering uh fantasy flight uh star wars and uh we descended upon them and uh had asked permission beforehand if we could make sure we had a table and they said yeah not a problem and we uh had a round of uh x-wing star wars x-wing miniatures and everybody uh seemed to have a good time with it um some of us have had quite a bit of experience playing the game some of us had no experience playing the game so it was uh just a good time to get together and uh have some fun we introduced uh some of our uh, folks that are not from Central Illinois, the uh, pleasure of a uh, horseshoe, or at least a pony shoe, which is uh, a food item that uh, people can look into. We'll, we'll post uh, notes, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And then next morning, uh, we convened at uh, the local hotel here, uh, that we found the uh, conference room for, and got things started getting things set up at about 9 a.m. And I think uh, the first game we started playing, we actually started rolling dice between about 10:45 and 11. And this conference room was big enough to not only have one table of for a game set up, but we actually had three tables for games set up, plus a table for uh, the food that we had uh, uh, for everybody. And we went till about 11 o'clock that night. uh, Played uh, several different games. We had uh, of course your um, Commands and Colors fantasy uh, conglomeration thing uh, that you're working on. Uh, We also had a a big game of uh, Star Wars Armada. Uh, being played, we also had um, we had Battle of Britain chain of Battle of Britain, right, right, which
0: is uh, a we had, we had my Battle of Britain game, which mm-hmm. is uses the uh, Pico Armor three millimeter uh, aircraft models and the X
1: Wing miniatures rules. Yep, yeah. uh, we also had Chain of Command, uh, Russians versus Germans mm-hmm. uh, on a very nice table uh, set up by our uh, uh, one of our friends who has attended uh, all of the CJ3s, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, a couple of the J3s at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a chance to uh, play a couple of rounds of the board game Junta, which uh, was a blast. Yeah. That was absolutely uh, – I, I would like to play that game out to, uh, to its conclusion.
0: Mm, yeah, we'll we'll have to see about getting that. the uh, The reprint is available. It's not terribly expensive. I found it on Amazon
1: for like twenty six bucks.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And so that's that's definitely worth looking into.
1: Yeah. So um, then we uh, we cleaned up, and we're out of the uh, out of the conference room by about midnight. And then for those that uh, were staying uh through till sunday we met back up at the local game store and played a couple more uh, board games got a game of commands and colors napoleonics in and then also a distant plane uh it's a game about uh the events in afghanistan that are currently going on um and yeah, I, the, I played the, the time frame for that one is 2009
0: to 2012. Uh, I was there in the first three quarters of 2009, <clears> and uh, so it's. I was set to play it. I was ready to. I was mentally ready to play it, but
1: uh, I wasn't feeling well. So I yeah went ahead and picked up my toys and went home. Yeah, uh, that was. It's another game that I I would like to uh, to. Uh spend some more time with it was it was a good game i was the coalition forces and one of my first questions to the guy running the game uh our friend justin uh said so how do i get out of afghanistan yeah (laughs) so um yeah it was it was an interesting game yeah in,
0: in the 1800s the the back and forth with Afghanistan between Russia and Great Britain was referred to as the great game, and I'm immediately reminded of Joshua <laughs> from the from the movie War Games and his conclusion that sometimes the the only way to win is to not play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Uh yeah, not a not a fun place to be by any means, but yeah. um it's Yeah, I want to take a a closer look at that game for sure in the future, but uh, in general, I guess what we need to talk about for folks who might be interested in this is, you know, why, why do you, why would one run, want to run their own game weekend? Well, it's, if you're into playing games, you know, it's, it's, of course, it's a social activity and, you know, it's, it's always a good excuse to get your friends together, um. we're blessed with a group, with a core group that have been playing games together for well, in certain, in some circumstances, thirty years or more. Yeah. And as you go through life and you add additional friends who also game, you know, you start getting dispersed by distance for various reasons, and then you have to look for a reason to get together because you're not going to just get together on any other random weekend. Right. Right. So. So really, uh, if if you can make it happen, you know, get folks from as far and wide as you can, and just pick a pick a weekend, give plenty of give people plenty of time to plan for it and pre- prepare for it and go for it. Uh, and it's one of those things that it doesn't have to take a lot of money. Uh, in the case of J three, I'm particularly blessed because the place where you know our our location is owned by a friend of mine, so we get it for. For very cheap and people are able to stay there also because it's an 1840s era farmhouse and can comfortably sleep about a dozen folks and it it just works out perfectly in in that regard right but um even without even without those accommodations it's still something that's worth looking into uh again i, I referenced the the eight and weekends and the uk that uh i think it's the spring bank holiday that's when henry hyde and his friends get together for the big imaginations games using
1: henry's shot steel and stone rules
0: so yeah.
1: Just, yeah, those have always looked interesting on on uh, the pictures i've seen on the web yeah and basically
0: what it starts with is just you know friends of you know friends of a uh particular mindset getting together to play games and there's there's that's i can think a few better
1: reasons to get together with with these folks so yeah um, and it was originally with j3 it was uh really the only way for me to get to game with you over the summer because i lived 14 hours away in austin texas
0: yeah i I gotta hand it to you (laughs) you're definitely a trooper (laughs) on uh Coming up like you did
1: all those years, yeah. Um, well, we we had one uh, of our friends uh, come all the way up from Baton Rouge this year.
0: Yeah, uh, Dave Tubbs, who's been on a, who was on a previous episode of uh, the Veteran War Gamer, came up from Baton Rouge for CJ Three this past weekend, and uh, that was well, I guess two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago at this point. Yeah, but uh, time flies. But yeah, I mean that I think that says. More about the, you know, the focus that we individually put on our hobby than anything else, and it's and it's the same with any other hobby. You know, you've got folks that go cross country to for various conventions. You know, the mm-hmm. you know, and just about any interest out there, you've got some type of convention. And, the, and technically, these aren't conventions granted, uh, but there's uh, it's just an excuse to get together. Yeah. So. In addition to just a time to do it, because that's really what you want to do. You want to you want to identify who you want to have at it. You want to identify where it is, or not where it is yet, but when it is. And in the case, in our case, is you know our personal friends and people that we've gamed with for years and years and years. And we've slowly added additional folks that, in some cases, we haven't played games with before, but we knew them through other through other pursuits, and we found out that they were gamers as well. So you get your core group together, you identify a good weekend, and if everybody can't attend, then that's just how it's going to be because there will be those cases, there will be those times where everybody from the group just simply can't get together. And that's just how it is. Um, So, like I said, you just get – you identify your core group, you identify – an appropriate weekend and you move forward with your planning the biggest logistical hurdle or at least one that will probably require the most time to iron out is going to be your location your venue in my case uh i had it like i said before i've, I've had it easy from the get-go when it was just going to be a single day and we were going to uh kind of sequester ourselves in the little out of the way corner of the winery just for an afternoon, it wasn't a problem. And then when I had the idea to go ahead and get it get it going for an entire weekend and put it in the lodge, the uh, our friend Jeremy, who owns the winery, said, yeah, go for it, not a problem. So, now at this point, I schedule with Jeremy, sometimes eight months in advance. Like, I, I knew in this past December when exactly to the weekend J3 2017 was going to take place.
1: Yeah, and, and the the farther out you can get your plan planned time and location, the better, because that does give the people that you do want to have there enough time to make sure that they can make the arrangements to be there. Right, whether it's travel arrangements
0: or getting off from work or making or clearing it with a significant other, making sure kids are taken care of, that sort of thing. Now, on the topic of venues, um, in my case a winery slash lodge, in your case a hotel meeting room, um, those aren't the only possible places. Uh, For example, over in the UK, as we've discussed before, um, uh, council halls, uh, basically town village council halls are, to my understanding, an attractive option. Many game clubs already meet in those types of spaces. Um, church halls, uh, depending on your church and how they view gaming, might might be a, an option. Um, in the United States here, uh, depending on your local VFW or American Legion post, that could be a, an option as well. Uh, Lions Clubs or Rotary Clubs, if they've got their own space, uh, sometimes they let those out to uh, to private groups for small gatherings as well. Um, and it's... It, I can't speak to the to the price of these uh, different venues. You'll just have to find out for yourself, and um, you know, see what's available in your area. For example, the American Legion Hall. Since I'm a member of the American Legion, the Legion Hall here in Pleasant Hill would be free for me. It would just be a matter of making sure that it's available for that weekend, and then cleaning up after ourselves when we're done. You know, just as an example, uh, for the general public, it's forty five dollars a day. So that's not bad at all, especially no. when you figure you're going to be splitting that. Among, unless you want to be, you know, magnanimous and, and just <laughs> come on down, guys. I'll pay for everything. Uh, <clears throat> you can you can get that uh, spread out over nine folks. That's five bucks a piece. You know, five bucks a day ain't bad. Right, right. So there are definitely options out there. Um, schools. Uh, you might have the option of uh, either your local community college or university or high school might have uh, might have spaces open again. You ha- you'll you'll have to check with uh, the folks in your area. Definitely. So we've got our we've got our friends. We've got our time. We've got our place. Now we need to talk about why you're doing it, and that's the games. And this is this is why you want to allow as much time as possible for folks to get ready. Um, I view what I put on at J3 and CJ3 as a convention-like setting, so I try to get as close as I can to a convention game experience. So that's generally going to be simpler rules, um, hopefully a little bit better preparation for the models and terrain, if possible. Uh, on the flip side, if you know, it might be a uh, an opportunity for you and your friends to kind of workshop some ideas you have and that's exactly what I did with mm-hmm. uh, the Commands and Colors Fantasy this time around. It's like Chris Copeland and I threw down uh, the mat I put together and threw down some units and kind of workshopped through some things and made sure they worked and I kept moving that way. Um, there's a board gaming weekend where a variety—I forget the name of it—they've talked about it on Ludology, as well as um, on the Dice Tower, and it's basically just a weekend for practicing game designers to get together and kind of workshop ideas together. And and I'm and I'm talking—you know—it's not just like, you know, you and me as game designers. I mean, we're talking. Jeff Engelstein goes to this thing. Forgive my pronunciation. A Czech designer. Uh, well the <laughs> you'll have to look it up um, yeah. oh what the heck game um, passwords Pass, is it passwords is the game that he designed anyway regardless a, a number of professional game designers get together for a weekend to, to workshop ideas and um, kind of test things out with other designers so uh, but either way you want to you want to give folks plenty of time to get their games ready and right. Whether they're going to be putting together uh, big, big games that span an ent- the entire weekend, or, or if it's just something that's going to be out for three or four hours, and uh, of course you're going to want to, you're going to want to gauge the interest ahead of time somewhat, see if it's something that you want to bring. Um, I originally had no plans on bringing the Battle of Britain game to CJ3, but Justin. Said specifically that he wanted to see that game in action, so you can't
1: say no to something like that. Right, exactly. I mean, he he's spending the time, the money, the effort to come and join us. If that's you know what he wants to play, and by all means, if we can make that happen, then you know you make it happen. Yeah, because it you know you already have everything put together. It really makes no sense not to you know, right bring it to let him enjoy and.
0: You really need to take a look at what it is you're going to be playing, or what folks are going to be playing, because you want to make sure that you're going to that the venue will have enough tables to support what you want to do. And right. It, it, you might find yourself in a situation where you need to bring tables with you. So again, at the winery, we're lucky that even though the lodge doesn't have much in the way of tables, uh, the winery does have a banquet hall that we're able to uh, move some tables over for, uh, from the from the banquet hall into the lodge for the weekend. Yeah. And of course the, we just had enough table space for what we wanted to do at CJ three this
1: past year. Yeah. So, and we could have made do with fewer tables. We just wouldn't have been able to have all three areas set up at the same time. Right. Which just made it, so much more convenient. I mean, we could have made it happen with fewer tables, but it was the perfect number for how we wanted it set up. Exactly. So, yeah, games, uh, you know, just make sure the games you want to play uh, are ready to go. Uh, you've got your play set, you've got your time set, you've got your people set. So, what's next? Well, if you're like me, you like to eat and drink. So
0: <laughs> so you're going to have yeah. to talk about food at some point. Now, just to, just, just to give the setting a little bit more uh, in, set in your minds for you out there in internet uh, podcast listening land, uh, J3 takes place, as I mentioned before, in a winery that is effectively 45 minutes from anywhere. It's, well, it's 45 minutes from anywhere, it's an hour from anywhere halfway useful, and it's an hour and a half from anywhere truly interesting. <laughs> so, what that I, means I is...
1: that's I, I believe that's considered the boonies.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the sticks. Um, <laughs> and that's great because we don't get distracted very often by outside things. Right. Um, so, what that means is we need to make sure that we've got food on hand before people are... Or as people arrive or before people arrive. Now, I am lucky in that uh, my sainted wife, Beth, puts on an ec- excellent spread. And oh, man. All she yes. needs to know is how many people are coming, and she figures out the menu, and I end up doing the shopping, but she tells me how much stuff to get. And yeah. and we go from there. Now, it's, it's developed somewhat of a... A tradition has developed in that Friday night, when folks are coming in, uh, the tradition is we have Italian beef sandwiches for dinner and um, she's gotten really really good at making this Italian beef and it's you know it sits there in a crock pot guys can come and get what they want when they want uh, grab a plate go back to the table what have you um, so it's just a matter of getting getting all the food uh, we found that chips although convenient are a heck of a lot more expensive so we'll get a couple of heads of cauliflower a couple heads of broccoli and some some cherry tomatoes and carrot sticks and make up a little bit of dip and voila that's your that's what you have on hand and for you know some light grazing throughout the day yeah Uh, do the same thing with fresh fruit Uh, a little bit healthier Um, you're certainly less likely to get cheeto dust on figures if you're not eating cheetos Right. And it works out well. Uh, As far as drinks are concerned, uh, we'll usually have a couple of two, well, not a couple, but quite a few, two liters of Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke, root beer, that sort of thing. And of course, it's a winery, so we're going to have wine on hand and we're going to have beer on hand. And no one's ever gotten out of hand with it. It's always been uh, a jovial atmosphere. I've never gotten drunk, drunk at it. You know, I might have gotten a. Might have caught a slight buzz at one point, but it's not about the drinking anyway. It's about the gaming. So right,
1: exactly. You
0: know, we'll go over to the winery and and sample. You know, midway through Saturday afternoon, just to see what Jeremy's got on hand uh, that, at that particular time. But you know, it, it's you know, just it's like I said. It's never about the drinking. It's it's about the gaming. Yeah, and we've got it. Uh, we've got it set up pretty well so that you know, Beth. Beth brings the food around when it's time for a meal, and she pre-makes the breakfast casseroles, so all, all I have to do is get them in the oven and turn them on and turn them off at the appropriate time, and yep. lunch is usually some type of cold sandwich with, uh, with the vegetables, so, you know, a selection of meats and breads and cheeses and whatnot, and then the dinners are usually very, very good. So yeah, it just takes a little bit of planning. Right. On, on the part of the host to make sure that everyone's covered. you want to make sure that any dietary restrictions that someone might be following uh, are respected, for whether it's uh, uh, nutritional or uh, or religious based. Either way, uh, you know you don't want someone to be left out. So make sure that's taken care of. Uh, as far as drinks are concerned, get a get an get an idea ahead of time of what of what people like to drink, and uh, go from there. I would definitely recommend getting, in the United States anyway, two liters rather than cans. It's cheaper that way. and uh, Less yeah.
1: refuse as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's just easier, easier to handle. Yeah. And it's... I'm sure there's something I'm leaving out because we've done it. Well, this is going to be the seventh one com- coming up this year. So... It just works, and we we've got it down. We know what we're doing, and like I said, we make it work. Yeah, my, my
1: uh, mine's a little different um, because obviously, um, originally being in my apartment, and now at the at the hotel uh, room uh, area, we don't have the luxury of someone being close by to be able to just drop off. The food now, yes, when we are my apartment, we could do that. But now at the hotel, uh, it's not as easy. So, what for the midday grazing, as it were, we went ahead and picked up some uh, meat and cheese trays and vegetables and and uh, fruits, like you did, and just had cold sandwiches uh, available throughout the day. And then something that has become a tradition, uh, much like uh, Beth's delicious uh, Italian beef sandwiches on Friday is Saturday night seems to be uh, we place a. uh, everybody figures out what they want and we place an order at uh, the local uh, Asian restaurant it's got Chinese and Vietnamese and and Thai food and that's kind of the route we go everybody kind of goes Dutch on that themselves and uh, one person you know, we'll make the order, and then you know, it'll take the time to go gather up all the money from everybody and and uh, go pick it up. Uh, but that that's kind of a you know, if, if there is a unique you know f- restaurant where you're planning on having your get together, and everybody kind of likes th- that restaurant, you know, that could be a way for you to go as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now it should also be noted that. Whereas my event is in the middle of the sticks. Your event is smack dab in the middle of the capital city of Illinois. Right. So there's very... It's a little bit easier to get to that food. (laughs) It's a little bit easier to to get to that food. And um, so there's... So you got that going for you. Which is nice. Which is nice. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's you got to eat, you got to drink, you got to stay hydrated, so you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you're you're making plans to, to that end. Um, finally the the last piece um, is lodging. You know, people are going to be coming from all over the place to to your weekend and they got to stay somewhere. Uh, you know, in my case it's self-evident. It's we're we're gaming in a lodge and they're like I said, they're, they're sleeping for 12. Now, traditionally, I just go ahead and go to my own home. It's about a 10-minute drive from the lodge. So normally I just go to my own home uh, in the evening after the after the last game of the evening's done, and I get there in the morning to get breakfast in the oven. So it's definitely definitely easy for us. Um, definitely easy because the cost is, is rolled into... The cost for the entire weekend, uh, so I'll I'll just add up the the cost of the lodge and the cost of the food and drink and divide it by however many people are coming, and that's what you pay when you come in, and it's it's easy, and I've never I haven't had any significant complaints about the cost because it's cheap. It's cheap for <laughs> yeah. It ends up being pretty cheap. I want to say the most expensive I've had for the entire weekend was like $35. Yeah. So, I think so you get to stay for two nights and you get fed for two and a half days on 35 bucks. That ain't
1: bad. No, it's, uh, it's honestly, it's cheap, at, uh twice the price. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so... Um, my situation, uh, it is a little pricier, um, because we're, we're having the event costs a bit more. Um, the food probably works out to be about the same, and then of course everybody has to come up with their own uh, their own lodging. Right. Um, now, if you got friends uh, that are willing to uh, let people that are from out of town stay with them, then you know that helps out a bit as well. Absolutely. But that's Absolutely. entirely up to you know the individual.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh...
0: It's a good time. Uh, I, I can't, I can't recommend enough getting getting a uh, a game weekend together. They're an awful lot of fun. Uh, now, this is of course, this is in addition to the conventions that we go to throughout the year. Right. Um, this is not, you know, this is not our only opportunity for gaming by any means. So, if you're, if you're thinking about doing one, uh, maybe consider just doing like a single game day. Uh, maybe just do it with your local or guys that are in your local area. Maybe see if uh, your local shop would let you take over a, a table or two for an entire day. maybe expand that out to the weekend um, and see how see how things go in in that in that way. Um, this type of event has, Significant potential for not necessarily longer playing games, but it might be an opportunity for you to do something like a blood bowl or guild ball league. So that might be an opportunity for you to do an entire league in a in a weekend. You know, depending on the types of games you want to play, it might be an opportunity to do some type of a campaign uh, with well any game really. You know, if if you're all into uh, if you're all into Napoleonics, maybe you want to uh, refight the, the Hundred
1: Days in 1815. Yeah. Know, that
0: There's certainly an opportunity there. Or,
1: or link games of differing scale. Yeah, and, uh, I think uh, our friends uh, Eric and Ray are considering doing something with uh, Star Wars uh, Rebel Assault and then moving that into X-Wing and then moving that into Armada imperial assault but yeah yeah
0: yeah absolutely and that there's there's definitely potential there because you know you know you've got those three you know those three scopes of game are evident at at the end of return of the jedi you know you've got a you've got a ground skirmish going on while at the same time you've got fighter (laughs) fighter battles going on while at the Mm -hmm. same time you've got a capital ship combat going on so there's definitely potential there and with the additional time, the additional space, the additional resources, it can really open up some new experiences that you might not otherwise get to participate in. So it's it's definitely worth looking into. Oh, I yeah. highly recommend it. Um, in addition to the big Commands and Colors epic fantasy game that I want to put together. I'm you know, me being the the magpie that I am <laughs> I've talked many times on the show and then also on my blog about doing some kind of sci-fi skirmish, and I think I've got a solution to that, and that is uh, taking Second Edition Warhammer Forty Thousand, taking parts of it, merging it with parts of Necromunda, which was heavily based on Second Edition of Forty K, right, and getting it off of the planet of Necromunda. And onto one of the planets mentioned in the original Warhammer Forty Thousand Rogue Trader book, which is Logan's World. Logan's World was is a planet that has that has a city called Hell's Reach. And there's a it's like a five it's like a five page spread uh, that Carl Critchlow did of uh, character studies and just some background information on this on this mining colony called Hell's Reach. Basically what I'm looking to do is every player is going to have a band of figures. And, you know, maybe it's a planetary defense force patrol is is your force, and you've got ten guys that are basically Imperial Guardsmen. Yeah. Or maybe there's a... Maybe you, you've you've decided to take, you know, four or five space marines that are patrolling themselves in the area. Or maybe you've got... You know, a gene stealer cult force that's popped up, or you know, it's it's pretty evident in the in the fiction that there are you know not just humans on this planet. So maybe you've got some orc slavers, or you've got eldar pirates, or any number of uh, any number of options available. Right. And we're gonna play around with the rules quite a bit. Where you know, if if you're a 40k fanboy, you know cover your ears, because we're, we're getting rid of you-go-I-go. Go. Yay! <laughs> That's the first thing. We're getting rid of you-go-I-go. Go. And, uh, you know, roll to hit, roll to wound, armor save. Well, we're going to turn that around a little bit, and it's going to be roll to hit, armor save, roll to wound. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for what that might lead, or for where that might lead. I'm, I'm still dedicated to getting my Skaven painted, but as a palette cleanser, I'm going to have a couple three different gangs going at the same time also plus terrain. Yeah. So it's yeah, and yeah. and this is not something that I would normally do but
1: J3 gives me the venue to do exactly that. Exactly. And uh you know, both you and I have uh so much old and mid hammer stuff rolling around that we can be making we can make up gangs for weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I- I'm planning on, well, just here within arm's reach, I've got three different factions that I can build gangs out of, and I'm contemplating a fourth. I, I can I can do space marines. I can do uh, Tau that play as Eldar. I can do orcs. And uh, I'm-, I'm seriously considering doing a- an Inquisitor retinue. Yeah. Um I, I think I have one of the original uh Inquisitors in space marine armor from uh that time frame, from Rogue Trader. Yeah. Uh, so that building around that I think is gonna be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And it's gonna be a lot more characterful. Um you know it's you know, when you're when you when you're playing with between five and ten figures, you you've got the opportunity to lavish the time on those figures that, at least for us, because we're you and I are both pretty much bulk painters, oh, you yeah. know, tabletop standard, you know, get it looking good enough, you know, the three foot test, and call it a day, right? And this is going to be an opportunity to do a little you know a little bit more than we normally would, uh, maybe get back to some subject matter that we wouldn't go near, uh, these days and just, just have fun with, just have fun with the subject, have fun with the setting, you oh, know? yeah. um, introduce a little bit more storytelling element to the games, um, because at its core, you know, I, I really enjoyed the second edition 40k games that I played. the the games were relatively clean. We played relatively low points. We'd play 1,000 or 1,500 points for the most part, 1,250 sometimes. And they were relatively clean games. Um, Things started getting weird when the the official codexes started coming out, and everyone and their uncle had these ridiculously overpowered named characters. And I never played with named characters and I still don't care to play with named characters in in that type of a larger game. Right. So now when we've got a named character in this instance, it's not Fulgrim primarch of the whatever chapter of the <laughs> of the right. yeah. Trader Space Marines. No, it's going to be, you know, Trooper Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, Joe you know, Snuffy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Okay, this is my this is my uh, patrol my patrolling squad of of imperial guardsmen i've got sergeant mick and trooper bob and lance corporal ted and <laughs> you know go from there and yeah. i think there's some i, I think it could be really cool you know so and and the guys we've got a there we've got a super secret facebook group that uh well i guess it's not super secret now but for four j3 and by extension, CJ3 and I've been kicking out some hints about what's going to go down, and the guys seem to be really oh, enjoying the idea. Yeah, so they,
1: they are. Uh, several folks have already said, "Well, if that's what we're doing, this is what I want to do." Yeah, we've
0: got some Sisters of Battle. Um, one of our friends has some Shard figures from uh, from the game Vor, which oh yeah. uh, FASA put out in the early two thousands, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. and uh he's talking about you know having them play as tyranids and i say hey yeah bring it you know yeah don't see why not yeah absolutely and it's i'm really looking forward to it um you know if, if you could see you know on my camera <laughs> if this is a if this is a vlog and not a and not a podcast you see i've, I've had a grin from here the entire time, <laughs> time we've been discussing it because yeah. i think it's just such a cool idea um, yeah. the part that we're taking from Necromunda uh, in addition to being knocked down and pinned and stuff like that is uh, we're going to take the skills. We're going to take the skills straight from Necromunda and we're going to give our characters a little bit of character by um, figuring out how many skills a basic trooper is allowed to have and maybe a veteran sergeant's allowed to have one more skill and maybe yeah. space marines start with two and we'll just see where that goes. I think it's I think it's just going to be a lot uh, it's going to be a lot of fun
1: oh yeah I I wholeheartedly agree um, and uh, we might not be able to actually use it in play but I'm definitely going to have it on the table and that is my original style predator tank yeah uh, With the, based off the old rhino with the Eight pounds of lead for the turret and well, sponson Guns.
0: I'm gonna correct you there because the very original Predator had a plastic turret and plastic sponsons.
1: Okay. That so were, maybe this is the that, second. Uh, yeah. Version.
0: That, yeah. The the original Predator had a very rounded turret and sponsons. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, yep. yes.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember that now.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And well, if you're gonna do that, I mean, I've got six six rhinos. Uh, yeah. That. You know, they have not seen a game in of Super any type in well, decades <laughs> since 2000. Anyway, probably 99 yeah. or 2000.
1: Yeah, like so, I said,
0: maybe not actually use
1: them in gameplay, but definitely have them on the table.
0: Well, obviously, in that case, one of the one of the missions can be to <laughs> to raid the the Imperial Motor Pool. Yeah, you know. So, definitely. and I haven't said anything yet, but. I think it goes without saying, in keeping with the spirit of Rogue Trader, we might have to have a deodorant stick vehicle-making contest. Oh, absolutely.
1: I think that would be amazing. And I'll tell you, the first person to sign up on that will be James. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He'll have 30 of them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I, I think that's... And again, they may not be used in-game, but damn, they're going to look good on the table. Yeah. Just as set dressing. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun, and not it, it won't take up a, a huge amount of space. You know, the game... You know, we could probably fit the game... depending on how many players we have, you know? And if we have eight players, that's fine. We can fit eight players on a, on a four-by-eight table easily enough. Oh, easily, yeah. And you can... It, with a little bit of imagination you can set the game up so that players one two three and four never even interact with players five six seven and eight because everyone's doing their own thing and everyone has their own objectives and everyone you know maybe yeah. you've got counter maybe you've got counter uh, objectives to to one of the other guys in your sector maybe you don't but maybe you're gonna go ahead and take a couple pot shots anyway just see what happens. <laughs>
1: Hey, who's that over there? Do I have to... Do I got to worry about him? Nah. Nah, I'll shoot him anyway. Yeah.
0: Crack, crack, crack. (laughs) I didn't like the way he was looking at me. He wasn't looking anywhere near you. Exactly. (laughs) Witness me! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road the other night, so... (laughs) Oh, okay. still pretty fresh in my brain. So... Yeah, a little bit of influence there, certainly. Oh yeah, um,
1: definitely. Because, you know, if you look at those pictures from uh, the Rogue Trader book with Hell's Reach, it's oh, it's very it's Mad definitely Max. Mad Maxian.
0: Yeah, it's very. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mad Max and Mad Max Two, or known as The Road Warrior in the, in the U.S., came out before uh, Rogue Trader. So yeah, there's very definitely that that influence there. There's there's yeah. no denying it. Yeah, and. God. I I really don't want to have to do a bunch of half-naked guys that are painted white. <laughs> but now I might have to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also looking forward to Commands and Colors Ancients, or not Ancients, but Fantasy. Um, really looking forward to, you know, Always good games at J three, always good games at C J three. I've I've never had a bad time at any of these events. So to my listeners I say give it a shot, you know, get with your friends, pick a date, pick a place, pick some games, get some food together, and I'm all I would almost guarantee you you are going to have a good time. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's well, well worth it. It's worth your time. It's worth the effort, and that's the main thing. It, it takes a little bit of effort, but that's all it takes is a little bit of effort.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't take much at all um, for me to track down my location, uh, the venue. It was. It took me like a total of three afternoons, spending maybe an hour each afternoon to to narrow down exactly where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was okay. I know how many people are showing up. What do I want to have everybody eat? Okay, what am I going to do to make that happen? That that was like an hour. So, I mean, to get it all put together was, was less than five or six hours of actual time preparing for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that weekend, just go with it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So... Yeah, when it, and and that's the main thing. is just just get off your duff and do it. It's it's so totally worth it. And you know, it's not like you're trying to organize a, a convention where you have oh, got no. you know 3 400 strangers showing up expecting to play a game. You know, it's right. it's a much much smaller. You're talking depending on your group, half a dozen to a dozen guys that you that you've known already for
1: years. Yeah. And it's and, and if things don't go you know, a 100%, then you know what? Roll with it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, make it, make it work, you know, figure out, figure out what's not working and make it work. It's, it's not that big a deal. So again, Chris, thanks for coming on. Uh, sure. Again, this time on short notice, uh, we almost had some technical difficulties there. My, I didn't have internet for a little bit this evening. I didn't even notice, but when it came time to record no internet, ah! but, uh, <laughs> I got it working and, and things worked out. So, as always, you know, if, if you're not having fun with your gaming, hey, you make it fun. That is all. The Veteran War Gamer is copyright J. Arnold 2017. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Discussion on the blog at theveteranwargamer.blogspot.com. Music courtesy of bensound.com.